0: Everybody said praise the Lord this morning. How many really loves the Lord today? Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Well, this is Memorial Weekend, so everybody remember me in prayer. Amen. Uh, I ask that seriously. We're going to uh, actually got an appointment to see a surgeon uh, Tuesday morning to see if they can basically do something with this dissed in my back that's basically numbing me from the waist down Uh, i'll have to wait and see if they think an operation will do any good or not so let's be in prayer about that also remember those in canada we talked to them this week we have a we signed a contract to redo our whole sound system this week uh it should be within 30 days that's what the contract says uh it was expensive Canadian Church actually footed half the bill So praise the Lord it cost us half as much cost them half as much so we'll all get a good system It'll be so sophisticated while we'll think we're important or something like that We want it so good all you had to do is punch a button and go to sleep And it does all the rest praise the Lord So also uh, I said remember that holidays remember every in prayer next week and outside of that and hurting from head to toe let's pray that god will give us the anointing to talk to you this morning in a little while we're on a subject that basically is basically the most important subject of the new testament is what the new testament is all about from the book of acts all the way to the book of revelation and that is when will jesus return again he believes there is a promise of the return of jesus christ to earth there is a promise that we call the second coming of Jesus Christ and when I say the second coming of Jesus Christ I'm talking about the man the anointed Messiah of Israel we're talking about the Lord which is called our bridegroom our husband and remember that Jesus the man is the head of the body he is not God because the Bible says God is the head of Christ the anointed one or the Messiah he is the head of man and man is the head of woman God does not have a head so Jesus Christ the Messiah is not God once we get in our mind that there's only one God one father who had one unique created son both their name is Jesus we don't call him Jesus Senior, Jesus Junior, they're both named Jesus. One was the anointed one, one is the anointing. And the Father, which is the anointing, the Creator, incarnated Himself in His creation, which was Jesus, the Son of God. Therefore He revealed and manifested Himself, which is a spirit, invisible spirit. The problem with the ministry of Jesus was they never recognized who he really was because they could not see the invisible one that was doing the work jesus message was god is here he is in me and the works that i do is not me but it's him i'm only the visible manifestation of the invisible person of god i cannot heal you i cannot do any miracle it's him so christ or the anointing we call it the logos we call it the pillar of fire but it's actually the anointing or the kind of glory that was birthed forth from the eternal spirit in the beginning called the logos or the word john says that word was god in the beginning was the logos the logos was with god and the logos was god we are declaring that that anointing that pillar of fire god himself The Holy Ghost is here in a way that he has not been here for 2,000 years. So we're actually teaching a doctrine from the Bible that the fundamental world believes, but they teach it incorrectly. It took a prophet to open the seals, and the seventh seal brought the revelation of the second coming of Jesus Christ or the parousia or the presence of the anointing. So what we're looking at is the doctrine to see scriptural is what I am teaching the presence of Jesus Christ that is here now. Is it scriptural? In other words, what I'm telling you is it according to the Bible? Can we put faith in it? Therefore, if the teaching in Scripture is correct, I will know what I'm looking at, what I'm looking for, and I recognize what has already been fulfilled. Because once it's fulfilled, it's no longer faith, it is a substance. It's a fact. Let me just follow me now. If I'm believing for this stand to come, and it's not here yet, it's not manifested. The only way that it can be here is by my faith faith declares that it's here nothing else will declare this here but my faith that's the kind of faith we're talking about because we are declaring and has been proving that God himself is here he's here to change our body and bring a resurrection to present a bride to his son Jesus Christ at the marriage supper of the Lamb in another dimension which people are calling the second coming of Jesus I hear preachers every day especially in this message we're looking for Jesus to come I'm not looking for Jesus the man to come because I'm looking at the Bible that tells me that the Father God himself will be here and he does a work in me to take me to the son at the marriage supper so if you're looking for Jesus to come Then you'll have to go through the tribulation, you'll have to die, and you'll have to come up a a thousand years down the road. We are not looking for Jesus, the Christ, the man. I'm not looking for him to come. I'm telling you that the Father, the anointing, God himself is here, declared and proven, and he's here to change your body and to take us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now that's the teaching that I believe and we're going to try to show us that from the scripture because your salvation based on that fact if the presence of God is not here there will not be a resurrection and there's no need looking for Jesus to come before the before there is a resurrection because remember the Bible teaches that first in Ephesians 1 15 to 17 that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will come down here to earth And through a messenger that we call a prophet he will bring us a revelation of himself that he is here he's invisible so he has to be declared once we recognize and believe that he's here by our confession then you'll find a manifestation of march 16 that is promised all right without a presence or without a confession they will without faith I'll put it like this without faith there's no manifestation so without faith there's no manifestation of the presence like brother Bram said you had to have faith to be healed you had to have faith to be saved everything requires a faith so without faith we have no manifestation without faith in the presence of God there be no manifestation All right, without believing, and that comes by hearing that he's here, proven by the scripture, there will be no confession. Without any confession, there will be no revelation. All right, without believing, there's no confession. Without confession, there's no manifestation. So we got to hear the message. Now, Brother Brown said, My message is to declare to you that he is here. So we hear the message taught. It doesn't do us any good to hear Brother Branham say it because he says it in parables and he uses stories, and thereby, thereby we miss the foundation of the Bible teaching. So we go along with quotes in our mind. Brother Branham said this, Brother Branham said that, what more? And we got 30 different versions of what he said, and we have no fundamental foundation of what the Bible's telling me. Therefore if I have a Bible foundation like he said if we're actually a good Baptist in our fundamental doctrine and a good Pentecostal in our faith we would have it together. One knows what the Bible says without faith to make it work. One has faith but they don't know what the Bible teaches. The message was to get the two together. Now remember you cannot be saved and I'm looking at saved now not just to become a Christian. Not just to get you to confess, well, I'm saved, I'm a Christian, I believe so-and-so. I'm looking at salvation as the total deliverance of your body, spirit, and soul. We need salvation. We need a deliverance from the conditions of this world because it's grossly getting darker, darker, the diseases coming until God has to finally destroy the whole thing and start all over again. Just like he did in the days of Noah. So I'm humbly standing here this morning, not educated, but we do have an internet. We do have a a computer that's smarter than most people. And all you have to do is be interested and read. And have the intuitive knowledge to say, well that's what the Word says, therefore I believe it. But unless the Word is properly taught to you, you will believe wrong. Now we're not saying we're the only ones right and everybody else is wrong. What I'm saying is the Bible says what it means and means what it says. Therefore, I'm obligated to properly understand the Scripture, what it's telling me. If I know what the Scripture is telling me, I should be able to see that Scripture fulfilled in our lives when God brings it to pass and fulfills it. Amen. I will never know there's a resurrection unless I'm a part of it. So we can say, how many believes in the resurrection? Everybody believes in the resurrection. What if I told you the resurrection has already taken place and you missed it? You wouldn't believe it. Because why? You didn't see anybody. You didn't hear anything. Trumpets didn't go off. The world didn't stop. There was just some people missing. What I'm saying is, it takes a revelation to see an invisible. Oh, that's the gimmick in other words you're trying to get me to see something that's not there and believe it's not there anyway that's exactly the truth and the only way to be real is by you accepting the Word of God as it is taught so what we're looking at is this faith in the perusia I'm using one word and this word will determine whether you believe that he's here or whether you believe that he is coming down the road somewhere as far as the Bible is interpreted in the New Testament I know it's kind of wearisome. It's not a good story, Samson and all that. But the Bible contains this one word in the New Testament 24 times. In other words, it's a real important word to be used over and over and over in the scripture because the New Testament is about one subject. And that is the return of Jesus Christ to set up his kingdom and rule for 1,000 years as king. That has been the attention and the hope of the church since Jesus left. If you remember last week our text, and we'll get to it in a few minutes, to answer the question the disciples asked you, What will be the sign of your perusia, the Greek word, which we interpreted as presence? If I read it like the Bible says it, I would say, What is the sign of your coming? Therefore, 2,000 years down the road, he's already come and fulfilled the scripture, which he has. And people are still looking for the coming of Jesus Christ. When the Bible doesn't even tell you to look for his coming, it tells you to look for the sign that he's already here to change your body and to take you somewhere else. All right? So before we can have faith in the parousia, which is the presence. How many knows now I'm calling the word perusia presence? I will stress that over and over and over because when you read your Bible, you won't translate it in your mind. You will read it as coming, like it's written, and your mind will go down the road trying to figure out something that's not in the scriptures. So we're going to try to build our foundation that we're absolutely teaching you a scriptural doctrine the presence is not really a doctrine to us although it's scriptural the perusia or the presence is the message of this hour if you follow the prophet at all understand the message of the all most people will agree when that light descended at the water baptism the voice says as John the Baptist forerun my first coming so shall your message forerun my second coming. He said, My message is declared to you that he is here. So the message of the presence of God himself will forerun the resurrection. There will be no resurrection until the revelation that God himself is here as a testimony and a confession in the body of Christ the separated believers that were separated by that fact that you accept and believe that Christ Himself is here. All right? We want to see whether the Scriptures actually proves that or not. So the message of the perusia or the presence will forerun the second coming. In other words, there has to be an appearing, there has to be a presence, there has to be a descending There has to be someone arrive on the scene, be literally present there, have some means to declare that he is there, and we know that takes a prophet, and the people to believe the declaration or the sign that he's there, and that revelation will separate you from the wise and the foolish and place you in the cycle for resurrection and body change. All right, so this is what we're looking at. But we believe that the message, I'm going to read your quotes in a minute when we get to the text. We believe that the message of the presence foreruns the resurrection. Watch the events now, because every preacher, I've I've listened to them online this week, we're looking for the rapture, we're looking for Jesus to come, we're looking for Jesus to come, and their oneness, and do not believe in the physical Jesus until he has to show up down the road somewhere. We believe there's only one God. He is spirit. He has a way to make himself known, and that is by a light called the Shekinah Glory, which is the anointing that we call the Logos, our God the Word. And he's he's with me now. So, the Word in the beginning was the Word. That is your Logos. That's your Shekinah Glory. That's that little light in there. Where God is veiled in that light, he's still invisible. No man will ever see God and live. That's the Bible. But Hemi knows that many have seen Jesus, handled him, touched him, and everything else, and didn't die. Jesus, the man, is not God. He is the Son of God, the visible expression of the invisible God, and the only way you'll ever see the Spirit of God is in the person of Jesus Christ. We believe that that same one that came and incarnated in the man Jesus at the river of Jordan, a light, John the Baptist saw it and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am pleased to dwell in. We believe that that light has descended in this end time and a prophet by a message has declared to us that he's here He had his picture taken. We've seen the signs, miracles, and wonders. The revelation of the seventh seal was opened, which is the coming of the Lord. All of that has been declared, proven, and now the one that declared it has been taken away. And here we are with an invisible presence, only by a message telling me that he's here. That's what we're looking at. So we believe that the message of the presence of God because I can take you through the scripture and show that God has to be present for the resurrection four runs the resurrection and the rapture so before there's a resurrection there has to be a manifested declared presence of God himself it will be known and made worldwide it will not be in secret although the world will reject it even as they rejected the man the anointed Messiah 2,000 years ago all right uh, to set up his kingdom. In other words, this foreruns the literal, physical coming of Jesus in Revelation 19 to set up his kingdom whereby we will ever be in his perusia or presence for 1,000 years. I'm trying to get you comfortable with a word. The word in this message that follows Brother Branham, the word perusia, which is a Greek word, is basically a thema or basically uh, called a false doctrine or a false revelation by 90% of the people. I'm one of those few that believes that the word and the message is the same one and one. If a prophet of God declared to me that God is here, I can either accept that God is here or I can reject that God is here. I can accept that the signs and wonders vindicated the presence or I can say, well, anybody can do that. I can call it the devil and call it anything I want to But the revelation of the message of the hour, and our message today is God himself is here in the form of a revelation called the message. And the message is simply, God is here. What we want to find out is what is here, what is he here for, and how we will know that we are a part of it. So we're looking at basically what will transpire in our time while we're alive before the resurrection, before the rapture, before the second coming of Jesus after three and a half years of tribulation. You cannot say I'm looking for Jesus to come before you're looking for a resurrection and ascension. So the teaching and the misinterpretation of one word has caused the doctrine called the second advent or the second coming of Jesus Christ to be improperly taught around the world commentaries and everything else teaches the second coming which is an era and the church will go through the tribulation because they followed a false teaching of the word thereby misinterpretation brings a deception You think, well, they're not bad people. No, they're good people. They only know and accept what they have been taught. Well, Let's just face it. Most people won't take the time, eight hours a day, to dissect, run the Word through the Scriptures over and over and over to get a picture of it. And they they don't have the ability to teach it. All they do is come and listen to the minister teach it, receive what little they can understand, accept what part that they can agree with, And that's all they know and call themselves Christians and they're going to go to heaven one of these days I declare that God is here we're even in that period of time whereby in the days of Noah he was there and the people had no no ability no insight no attention that he was there as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be in the days of the revealing of the Son of Man and the Son of Man has already been revealed it is past history And now we're in that extended period of time whereby only by faith now can we see the fulfilling of events. After he's been declared that he's here, there has to be a resurrection and a change in my body and the marriage supper for us to come back with him. That's the order. So when you pray and when you listen, always think of the order. If someone comes behind this pulpit and says, we're looking for Jesus, we're looking for Jesus, we're looking for Jesus. Wait a minute. Just only ask him what will come before Jesus comes. Do you believe you're going to come back with him? I do. All right, how am I going to get up there with him? If he never comes down here, how am I going to get up there? Somebody has got to come down here, tap me on the shoulder, and say, I'm here. And I say, Oh, I recognize you're here. Uh, What are you here for? I'm here to change your body. Well, thank you, Lord. I'm going to confess you're here and you're changing my body. Let me know when it's time to leave. Because I'm going to be happy all the rest of my days saying that you're here. And Mark 16 will follow me because I'm going to preach the gospel. You are here. And I promise that you're going to heal the sick. And whatever I ask in your name, you'll do it for me. Praise God. So number two, we want two things. We want to see first. We want to see what the Scripture says the perusia of Christ is all about. In other words, we want to see if the Scripture backs up what we're teaching. And number two, we want to confirm the presence of this last hour. Does the Scripture promise a visitation in this hour that we can absolutely look at as definite proof, physical, visible proof that God has fulfilled His Word and we accept it and recognize it as being fulfilled because the fulfilled scripture does not as I said require faith any longer it is a fact so I don't have faith that God came and brought us a prophet I know that for a fact therefore I can say the resurrection hasn't taken place yet and if he's here to do that then he still must be here because he hadn't done that yet. Right? If I'm God and I come down here to bring a resurrection, I'm going to stay here until I do that. And if you're alive while I'm here to do that, I'm just going to change your body and take you with me. Now, until I do that, you're still here. You will see nothing and feel nothing. Only your faith in the Word of God Manifested by a prophet is your faith that it is true. Amen. I looked on. I don't mean to be critical, but naturally being a pastor, I am critical. And I look on these uh end time message websites. How many knows what there? There's all kind of end time message websites on there, and they're always putting Brother Brown's. Everybody got it. They're always putting Brother Brown's picture up there, quotes up there, on and on and on and on. And I noticed one the other day, some lady or whoever said, "Uh, what is the evidence of the Holy Ghost? I need the Holy Ghost. Well, I noticed there was 32 comments over here. So I thought, well, let's see what the message people told her. Pussed on it. Number one, evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. Uh, Well, I could tell real quick that that individual, although in the message, hadn't heard many tapes because heaven knows that the evidence of the Holy Ghost is not speaking in tongues the next one said the evidence of the Holy Ghost is love well I could tell they didn't get past the opening of the seals because Brother Bram said love is not the evidence of the Holy Ghost because Satan or the devil can copy love after about 20 comments there from everything uh, live the word believe the pastor uh, the word will be in your mouth over and over and over and over. One guy finally says, believe and recognize in the word for your day. I said, now whoever he is, he's heard the message. The other 30 comments or 31 comments wasn't even close to what we're looking at. Something is missing in the framework of this message. Amen. I noticed another question about water baptism. If I followed the instructions in that little message, I would never be baptized correctly or receive the benefits of water baptism. Because the first thing they said, now remember, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. I said, oh, here we go again. See, Jesus didn't say he and the Father was two. Now that's a reference to me, because they believe I preach two gods. He said they, said they are one. That tells you that Jesus is God. Well, that's a good old oneness, Pentecostal mindset. There is a revelation that brings you life in the seed, which the seed is the only one that has the life. All Pentecostal dogma will die. Pentecostal age is over. The next thing God is going to do is bring the sleeping saints here in your presence and you will see them. Just as real as I'm looking at you, you will see the sleeping saints. Once you see them, you will know you've got it made. You can shout, speak in tongues, you can turn somersaults, you can do anything that you want to do in rejoicing because you got it made because immediately when you turn the somersault, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to be a young man or a woman again. No one else will be able to see them. You mean to tell me, Brother Gergie, that a sleeping saint can come by and I can see them and the other people can't see them? Absolutely. So how am I going to see them then? Because I have a revelation, or I have been birthed. I have received the Word that gives me understanding to know what I'm looking for. And my understanding of Scripture that God is here is now my anointing, which is my revelation, which is my faith. So when they ask you what faith are you, we don't say I'm the Baptist faith. I am the presence faith. I believe that God is already here. Everybody say, Hallelujah, I believe He's here too. I got the Holy Ghost. I said, No, I'm not talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about the new birth. I'm talking about the revelation that you got when you believe the manifested declaration that He's present. And the scripture tells you and gives you a foundation of what God is doing And that becomes your belief, that becomes your confession. Now that is your faith that you act on to fulfill scripture. All right, that's a mouthful. Now we've said through the years that the message of the end time presence is not known to the church world. Now even to the bride or part of the message group that has seen the literal manifestation of the sign of discernment declare that the Son of Man is here in other words we have already seen a ministry I showed you the film showed you the sign declaring now that that presence is already here making himself known remember the film we showed you now he's here take every spirit under my control then he begins to discern tell you what the sickness are he goes just exactly as the ministry of Jesus 2,000 years ago for the same anointing, the same Holy Ghost, the same God that anointed Jesus for his ministry is promised to repeat itself to the Gentiles. And we have seen that ministry manifested. It came, it done exactly what the scripture said. He has departed, but the one that come down is promised to stay here with us until he brings the sleeping Saints forward and changes my body and takes me to meet Jesus the man in the at the marriage supper of the Lamb then we will come back as the second coming of Jesus Christ with his Saints that's the order but that is not the order in the way that is preached and that's what we're looking at so this message is actually taught wrong or is not taught at all I will guarantee you that you uh, go back for the last 10 years of the ministry that's alive today any message preacher you want to find let's say for the last five years last 10 years you will never hear one sermon on this subject you won't hear it some of them try to teach the seals 30 years ago some try to teach the son of man revelation which they rejected 10 or 15 years ago no one will teach this message now. Why? Either they did not understand it or they do not believe it. You sitting here bearing with me is a sign that you're open to listen whether I can get you convinced of it or not. mean, They teach it wrong because of a mistranslation of one word. And that word is the Greek word perusia which means to be present with. And we're going to look at that word extended because it means more than being present. Like someone arrives, testing, and wants somebody gone. That is not the rapture. Come, poo, gone. The appearing of Christ is He comes. He stays here for an extended period of time. And the scriptures declares to us the events that He will fulfill while He is here until he completes his whole plan for the Gentile church. Then he appears once again to Israel through two prophets to do the same thing for them, 144,000, that he did for a few of us to change them and bring them into the millennium without dying. You said that's a good, great supernatural story. Uh, That's very interesting. I believe this is Stargate. Go watch the movie Stargate and you get a pretty good indication of what's going to take place in this end time. There is a race of people. There is a society. There is a law. There is a government. There is a complete race of people in another dimension right along parallel with us right now that we're calling heaven. We were transported, Adam was, from that dimension to this dimension there was a dirt body formed around him and he come in a form of a man the portal was closed he got shut off from the presence in other words the portal to be able to walk from one dimension to the other you say oh that's science fiction how do you think that you're going to get out of here come on how do you think you're going to get out well Jesus walked through the door right and there he was in the room do you know a glorified man can walk through the wall just walk right through that wall stand right here this morning and you won't be able to see one way whatsoever how that man got through that wall a glorified man can drive every person on earth insane with just one click of the finger one glorified man can blow up the whole world what about a whole glorified company we're talking about a supernatural God that nothing is impossible and he has placed the challenge to you and I that whatever we ask him, believing that he's here, hey many prays at any time. Anybody pray anymore? One or two pray. When you pray do you pray to the God that's in you? Or do you pray to the God that you think is out there somewhere? You pray to the God that's within you. All right. He has to be here by faith in you for you to even be a Christian. You cannot be saved without faith. All right. So we're looking at this word here. And we're looking at it in light that the word perusia now I'm giving you a little Bible lesson, which I'm not a a good Bible teacher. I'd rather preach it and teach it, but we're trying to get a foundation. The word perusia is found 24 times in the New Testament, and only twice, 2 out of 24, did the Catholic interpreters that made the King James Version of the Bible, only twice out of the 24 times the word is used, did they translate it properly as the word presence. Twenty-two times they mistranslated the word as the word coming. You can see real quick there's a vast difference between someone being present with you and someone coming to be present with you. When I was dating my beautiful redhead, when she was in town and I was out on the farm, my mind was on being with her. I couldn't say that she was present with me physically, but she was present with me in my mind. But when I got with her, then I could feel her. (laughs) Oh, I shouldn't have said that, right? (laughs) She was actually there. There was a whole lot difference in me feeling her and me thinking about her being 11 miles away. Let me understand There's a lot of difference in God being here with you than Jesus coming for you one of these days. Come on now. If He's already come and you are aware of it, which that awareness is your new birth. Listen to me now. Get get all this church doxology out of your mind. Once the revelation of the word is made known to you, whatever portion of the word that is, present tense that is your new birth are you following me now so if you're now and you understand and see the doctrine of the presence and say oh I see that I got that that is your birth or your initiation into the kingdom of God then if you do that I guarantee the first thing you say well what must I do now then you go to the baptism and what I want on down the ritual But you're birthed on a portion of Scripture where God, His Word, speaks to you and lets you know by you believing it that you are a part of that Scripture. I hope I can put it that way. So we're going to look in 2 Corinthians 10. If you want to look it up or we can put it on the board up here. 2 Corinthians 10, 10 and 11. Here's the two times that the Word was properly interpreted. Second Corinthians 10, watch. For his letters, speaking of Paul, say they are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence, perusia, there it is, is weak and his speech contemptible. There the word perusia is translated presence. That's the proper interpretation of that word. You could not use the word coming there and that verse of scripture make any sense at all. I couldn't say for his letters say they are weighty and powerful but his bodily coming is weak and his speech contemptible. It doesn't work. So they didn't use the word coming there. They translated it correctly and used the word presence for that's what the word "perusia" actually means is presence let me just follow me so far now you either take my word for it or go home and get on the internet and start tracing up I looked at 47 different commentaries and theologians last night every commentary in the Bible every one of them translates this word as presence it's not hid in darkness it's not some cult mentality it's simply looking up the meaning of a word and properly interpreting it to the people verse 11 let such an one think this that such as we are in word by letters when we are absent. So he uses the opposite word of perusia, which is abusia, if I can pronounce that right, which is absent, opposite to present. Such will we also be, also indeed, when we are perusia or we are present. So the word definitely means present with. Okay, and in Philippians 2.12, let's look at that. Philippians 2.12 tells us, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence, which is perusia, not as in my perusia only, but now much more in my absence. There the word is used correctly, showing you the opposite of presence, meaning absence. In other words, this word, As Rotherham's Bible says, and I can download you the uh, comments that he made about the word, his long discourse. He said, the word coming should never be translated in the New Testament. The word never speaks of someone arriving. It also speaks of someone that is present and what he is doing while he is here until the climax or fulfillment of the perusia of Christ. In other words, we are promised in the Bible that an event will occur that something, an event, a ministry will happen during our lifetime and it has happened. That's the reason we call, speak about a prophet, the message of the hour. What is promised in the scripture has already transpired except the fact of the results of the resurrection, the change of my body, and the rapture. So the next thing on the agenda the next scripture to be fulfilled by God actually being here revealing the Son of Man fulfilling the seventh seal Revelation 10 1 to 7 is absolutely fulfilling 1st Thessalonians four sixteen, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven that descending does not mean that he descends up in the air so far and then shout voice and Trump the scripture says he comes all the way down to earth Revelation 10, 7 says it comes down to a prophet because the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout and that shout is not the voice of the one descending but the voice of the earthly angel that's already here. So you'll only hear the voice of a man declaring that the Lord himself is here. That's exactly scriptural and exactly what took place. Because when the light came at the uh, Ohio River. Uh, Sister Branham said she had her eyes closed. She did not see the light, but the voice, she said, Bill, that voice was your voice. It wasn't some voice in the air. That voice is as John the Baptist forerunner my first coming, so shall your message forerunner my second coming. It was Brother Branham's voice that spoke that. Okay, so being a critic, I say, well, he's a good cult leader. He just prophesied of himself, put himself in the picture, and now he told us that he was going to forerun the second coming of Christ. I'm the prophet of the hour, so I need to follow him. Now that's either true or false, but it's scriptural because First Thessalonians four sixteen: the shout is not the voice of the one that's descended; it's the voice of the speaker or the earthly angel doing the talking. So, therefore, it was Brother Branham's voice, but it was the Lord fulfilling Scripture as the shout. Because we know that the shout is a message to gather the, the believers together for the resurrection and the rapture. All right? The message then is what? Not your conduct. It's not all these things. It's I am here. What I'm trying to tell us is this. The God that's going to take you out of here... Is here among us now you said I can't feel him I can't see him regardless of whether you feel him whether you see him whether you see manifestation that has nothing to do with it the scripture says he is here therefore God is present what I do about it is up to me all right so let's look at that now so we see in Philippians two twelve. That the word presence is properly translated in contrast to the word absence. Now, in these two portions of the Scripture only, you could not translate the word perusia into coming because it would not work out right as far as the context of the Scripture. I can't be here and say, Well, I'm looking for him to come. All right. Now, let's look at the Scripture where we use the word coming. Well, we know that it should not be coming but presence. Is that all right? We're going to look at the word coming which we read the context that it should not be coming but actually should be telling us that he's here. Okay let's go to Second Peter 1 16. Now we just got through this about two weeks ago on the seven steps of glorification and the seventh step was Mount Transfiguration where Jesus took Peter, James, and John on the mount. And there he was present with them. Jesus was standing there. Moses and Elijah come in the vision. All three of them were standing there. They were present. Then we see Jesus transfigure right there while he was standing there into his glory and power. Now keep that in mind as we look at uh, uh, Peter here that tells us of this event. Verse 16, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now there's the word coming translated, Prusia translated coming. It paints a complete wrong picture. I'm going to read it correctly. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and literal presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because remember, he's talking about his visitation on Mount Transfiguration. He was already there, so he's not talking about him coming. But we're eyewitnesses of his majesty. You're not eyewitnesses that somebody's coming. You're only eyewitness when you have seen him there. When Brother Branham on the screen, now we can be eyewitnesses to a film. We can see the sign of the presence manifested. That makes us eyewitness proven that it happened so we're a privileged generation to be able to use the technology to prove over and over to us that God himself is here and he's trying to get his presence across to those that he's going to change their body because it requires your confession your faith for the word to complete itself the Bible said by stripes I'm healed Okay, by straps I'm healed. That's past tense. But I'm not healed. Bible said by straps I am healed. But my body says I'm not healed. Which one are we going to believe? You've got to take this word. So if the word says I'm here, for you to get the benefits of him being here, you have to believe and confess that He is here, talk to the one that you know is here with the assurance that He said whatever you ask me, I will do for you. Now, Now we're getting into the Spirit where we can pray and worship God. All right. I'm glad everybody's enthused this morning. Can you say praise the Lord? All right. I know you love me, and I know you love the Word, so that's all right. We're eyewitnesses of His majesty. They should not have used the word coming here. I'm I'm teaching it just like a little Sunday school class now. The Bible should not have used the word coming for it tells us that they were eyewitnesses of His majesty that was present in their midst. Jesus was already there. He was present in their midst and He transfigured Himself while they were standing there looking at Him. So the word could not be coming. The word had to be present for them to be an eyewitness of this transfiguration. Watch verse 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. Who received from who? I pray that we can get in our mind there's only one God who had a son. Jesus of Nazareth, the anointed Messiah. He was not God. He was the Son of God, and he manifested God because he was the visibility of the invisible God. When you see me, you see the Father, but you can't see the Father without seeing me because he is a spirit. All right, how do they see the Father today? When you see me, you, the believer, with the revelation and the faith in you, that God is here all right if God is here and that's your revelation that's your confession then God is here in you by revelation and the people can only see God as they see you manifest what you claim to be the truth all right For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory Watch, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. You say, how come you keep harping it? Because I'm talking about a father and a son. I'm talking about Jesus, the man who is the head of the body of Christ, who is my bridegroom, he is my Messiah, and soon will be my king to rule and reign in a kingdom. All right, and he has a God over him, which we do too. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Talk about Mount Transfiguration in Matthew 17. So Jesus on the mount, and we note now he was present with them. He took them up there with him. So the physical man Jesus was there. He was present and he transformed He transfigured right in their presence and the ray and the glory of what was in him shone forth as a bright light and showing now this is a product of the perusia of Christ here among us because that presence is here to transform and transfigure us from mortal to immortality. Amen. But that soul in you has to be a part of this word called resurrection and I know it is a part of you because that is your confession that God Himself is here and when you see me you see the Father you said brother Gray, I just want to get saved then listen to the presence listen to the gospel because Mark 16 preach the gospel to every creature remember we're not preaching 2,000 years ago. The Bible is alive today. The four gospels, every story, every parable, every prophecy is for this end time generation after the seals open at the revealing of the presence of God. Christ, the anointing, is the mystery of God now made known to us. Brother, other preach preached the message. Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Okay, now... So the word should be translated presence instead of coming. I hope you agree with that because that's the truth. Now, we see in 1 Corinthians 15, 23, we're beginning to see that this word carries with it the thought of an extended period of time. In other words, it's not like God comes down in popcorn, we pop up and we're gone. He comes down here and there is a point of his arrival then there is events that we see fulfilled while he was here to keep us in harmony and in step with him as he fulfills scriptures. Alright without a prophet we would not know that we went from the first pull to the second pool. We would not know that the seals was open. We would not understand the doctrine of the present, understand the doctrine of God. We wouldn't understand these doctrines. So as he fulfilled the events We follow the Word. We keep up with the revelation. All right, that revelation now is the presence of God, the Spirit Teacher, opening our understanding. That means He's here teaching us. He's here unfolding Himself to us, which comes by the Logos, or the written Word of God. Once that settles in my heart as a doctrine, without doctrine you will never understand this message or what Brother Bam taught We've got to understand doctrine to understand the quotes. Not quote the quotes and hope that it's true. Understand the scriptures of which the quote is based on. All got to go back to the Bible. Watch it. So what we see here now, 1 Corinthians 15:23. But every man in his own order. And he speaks about Christ the firstfruits. So you're looking at Christ the resurrection back here. Then the first fruits, that every man in his own order comes all the way over here now to the second resurrection. Now he's talking about us. Every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits, 2,000 years ago. Afterward, they that are Christ at his presence. Amen. He got it. It's like falling on deaf ears. It's promised to do that now. Remember falling on deaf ears is fulfilling of the scripture It'll come a time when it basically doesn't do nothing for you, but brother Bam told us this once the fundamentals begin to preach this message and That's the proper understanding of the second coming of Jesus the perusia. He said it would be over And if you'll go online now, I'm finding certain fundamental Baptists are picking up the doctrine of the presence of perusia and beginning to correct their teaching on the second coming of Jesus Christ fundamental organization is beginning to preach this message that God himself is here amen so what we see here is what we see that at the presence of Christ there is to be a resurrection now what is the beginning of of this period of time. Because that's the question that the disciples asked. What will be the sign that you're literally here? How are we going to know that you're here? For without a sign, we won't know it. So if God didn't give us a scriptural sign, the presence of God could be here and you would not not recognize it or know it. Did Brother Branham preach a sermon, the unrecognized presence of God? Say Amen. Just let's scare the devil to death this morning. Say Amen. Why would he preach a message, the unrecognized presence, if everybody recognized the presence? What they were gathering to was the manifestation of the man. They was gathering to the sign. But the voice said, I am here. They didn't want the voice. They wanted the product of their body healed or a word of discernment or a miracle. They didn't want the message and revelation of God. They wanted the gifts and the blessings of God. It's the way it's always been and always will be. Watch now. So we are looking at a period of time before the resurrection, and that sign will actually be the presence of Jesus Christ. Watch the sign of Jesus Christ because that's thirteen Hebrews thirteen eight. Is this all right? This is Sunday school class now. Hebrews thirteen eight is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is absolutely the Logos or the pillar of fire, which is Almighty God Himself on display. Jesus the Christ is the anointed Messiah, the man. So we're looking at the anointing, God himself, Christ, the anointing is here to do a work in our lives and the recognition of that presence and the understanding of what he is to do for me and the confession that he's here doing for me will absolutely produce and fulfill the scripture that we shall be changed. Amen. Amen. That's how you get healed. That's how you get saved. That's how you get everything is recognized in the Scriptures. So we see the beginning of a period of time in the Scripture. And then there's the course that this arrival carries out. And it is a period of time which is explained step by step by the Scriptures of which we find it too hard for us to study and to understand. Because you've got to use Greek words to do it. So therefore, in back to '82, I could add two and two is four. So I thought I could teach on the ekrame I thought I could preach on the Perusia. I could thought I could preach on the Paphinaya, Apocalyptus, and the Fanaru and all these Greek words. I thought I'd just become a scholar. And all I had was a dictionary and definition We have to have it fundamentally. It has to be taught. It has to be understood. Has to be believed. Has to be confessed before it becomes a living reality all right so we look at this period of time that begins let's go to first Thessalonians 4:15. now what we're trying to establish this morning by just using a few of the words is to show you that the doctrine of the presence of God being here with the the living group before resurrection is absolutely scripture the popcorn version of the rapture Jesus comes and everybody flies off to an airplane is not scriptural. Jesus is not coming that way, and we're not going to pop out of cars and airplanes and walk around One one vaporizer, one disappears, one stays in the field. We'll get to that shortly. That's not the rapture. That's what transpires in the presence of God himself. Remember, uh, remember, it's getting late already. Mm. I'll take one and leave one. Two to be in the field. One take one man and leave one. That is not the rapture. Well, everybody says that's the rapture because they want to take one and leave one. That's not the rapture. That is the the results of God being here, bringing you a message, and one receive the message and one rejects the message. So I'll take one and leave one is absolutely the gathering together of the elected, wise version. Virgins separated from the foolish versions Because remember at midnight there was a cry made there was somebody that was awake and the cry was Behold the bridegroom He is here It's not behold the bridegroom he cometh it's, behold the bridegroom that's already come He's already here, and I'm introducing you to him and some of them didn't have any oil So they didn't go into the presence. They went out to try to find more all the Holy Ghost, but they never found it because it was over. So the revelation of God being here is the final separation from going and staying, if I can put it that plain. Now let's look in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. 15, rather. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, as thus saith the Lord, That we which are alive and remain, that's you and I. Paul is speaking to those that was living in that day. 2,000 years ago, Paul wrote this to a living living church. We which are alive and remain unto the coming, which now that word should be presence, unto the perusia of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, we won't get it in our way, we can't stand in the way, and we cannot hinder it to the degree that it will not be fulfilled. We hinder it because of a Laodicea condition. We're miserable, wretched, blind, and everything else, and it's a horrible condition, Laodicea. But we're not going to stop it from happening. We kind of slow the process down some, but it's going to be fulfilled regardless of <laughs> how few it is, but at least one will be left alive as a type of Enoch, we shall not all sleep. So we're in the condition that our lukewarmness, our blindness, our, our scoffing at, where, where is it all at? Where's the power? Where's the presence? Where's this? Where's that? There's scoffers at the end time, we're actually scoffing that God is here. Well, if God be far us, where's all the miracles? How can we don't have the shout? How can we don't have the miracle? How can we don't? Because the scripture doesn't promise that at this time. You can't have a Cadillac now when he promises you a T model. If the Bible says you're gonna have a Cadillac, you're gonna ride for two years, then I'm gonna put you in a T model to go downtown. Or right, it's time for the T model. You gotta leave the Cadillac and get in the T model. You can only do what the scripture is telling you. Brother Bam said the age of gifts is over, so why are we looking for gifts? I'm looking at the one that's here who has the ability to change my body. Come on, get with me this morning. I know it's Memorial Day, so let's remember the message that God is here. He's here to change my body. That's what He's here for. Watch. So we're looking at a period of time, an arrival. God Himself shall come, and He shall not prevent them which are asleep. Now look at First Thessalonians 5.23. We're only established in the Word now. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming there's that again unto the coming which should be the arrival in the literal presence with of our Lord Jesus Christ this New Testament is not speaking about Jesus coming is speaking about the presence of God there and people Being aware of it and at the end time the condition of Laodicea come from what it come from the presentation of the Son of Man the first and second pull miracles 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 discernment saw it the word come and they did not recognize it they're looking for another prayer line they're looking for another sign of discernment. They're looking for the sign that he's there. And they're missing the presence of Him being with them to get the blessings from the presence by the Word of God. Let's put it like this. If I told you that you had $5 in your pocket and you believed you had $5 in your pocket, and you needed a loaf of bread, what would be the results or the action or the expression that I could see that you believe you got $5 in your pocket? You'd be reaching down in that pocket, feeling around for it, trying to figure out a $5 bill so you could go buy a loaf of bread. All right, the prophet tells us, the Bible tells us, I preached it we all preach it that God is here and we won't reach in our pocket for the power to get what we need therefore we're not acting on the word we're acting on what we see what we don't see what we feel don't feel and the longer we're waiting for the feeling the emotion and what we call the great manifestation, the colder and indifferent and the presence becomes to us because it has to be taught from the Word of God. Well, what if we don't have a teacher? You'll miss the rapture. You say, oh, that's pretty blunt. Well, that's what a prophet said. I, that's the only thing I know. That's what the Bible says. That's what we've got to go by. Watch now. Second Thessalonians two one. i I'll hurry now real quick. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the presence. There you go again. By the coming, which actually should be presence, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that. And by our gathering together unto him. My, that scripture tells us that he's going to be present. And that presence is going to gather us together to that revelation that he's here. Let me just follow me. So we see that the word presence speaks of the beginning of a period of time and the presence being the event or the duration of that time fulfilling scriptures that he speaks of in the Bible until they're all fulfilled to bring a resurrection and the body change. All right. If the Bible said that a prophet will come, he has. If he said he'd bring your message here, he has. Okay. Now it says that. It will be rejected. All right, so somebody's got to reject it. Church's got to reject it. All right, now it's rejected. All right, now then it's got to be scoffed at. Okay, because Peter said they'll scoff it. Okay, they scoff at it. Now they're scoffing at it. Verse by verse, until every word is fulfilled, that event will transpire scripture by scripture until there's only the ones left to be resurrected. Now remember, we probably won't feel nothing until the sleeping saints appears right here in our midst. But then it will be a shock. It might wake us up. Be like a 240 hit you. And I can just imagine some of us scared to death that we've seen a ghost. I always said I'd like to be a part of the change after I get my change. I'm gonna go over to the Vatican. And I'm going to scare the Pope to death. Because I'm going to walk into the inner chambers where they're all at. And I'm going to say, Bruh! And they'll think it's an apparition. And they'll build, put a candle in place and begin to pray around it. Are you following me now? They won't believe it because they've taught that he's not coming. Well, let's get across it. Now, let me read this and we'll stop. We went to Matthew 24, 1 to 3, right back to the question again. What shall be the sign of thy presence? Not what is the sign of your coming. What will be the sign that you're literally here to end the age is what it's saying. How will we know that you're here to end this age? That's a literal translation, emphatic dialogue. How are we going to know that you're here to end this age? Because it said the presence must be here to end the age. So how are we going to know that you're here to end the age? What sign did Jesus tell us? Drop a lot of notes. He said, when the fig tree puts forth its branches, know ye that summer is nigh even at the door. Jesus' answer was, when you see Israel become a nation, That will be the sign that I am literally there to end the age of the Gentile and restore Israel back to their position again. You say, my, that was 1948. That's correct. And we've been in the process ever since. Now, what I wanted you to see is this. Brother Branham said, watch, in perfect faith, I've preached 50 sermons on it, everybody else has preached on it we put it everything except live miracles and everything else but if you notice what brother brown's message was he is here so in perfect faith he said i want to speak upon a different type of faith a different type of faith perfect faith that's a great thing now faith we're told in the bible faith cometh by hearing now you cannot be saved without faith and faith is something that you have to believe it's there. If I've got to believe that something is there, I've got to believe that something is present. I either got to believe that it's there, Mark 16, Hebrews 13, 8. I got to believe it's somewhere. I got to believe, oh, that's there. That's the scripture. I got to believe that something is there in written form or invisible form watch that really nothing else will declare it nothing else sensation miracles signs td jake screaming flying off the walls that's all wonderful I wish we had a house full of it but that's not the sign nothing else will declare is there but faith Remember, he's talking about his ministry, him being there with a gift to declare to you that God himself is here to bring a resurrection and a body change for the rapture. That's what he claims his ministry is all about. And come to find out, his ministry is completely scriptural from the beginning of it. To the ending of it. So, a different type of faith that we're looking for is not the faith for healing in prayer lines. It's not the faith of Christianity. Come and join the church. It's not the faith to be healed by stripes. You're healed. It's the faith that God is here. He's here according to His word. He's here according to manifestation and the message of the hour. He's here by revelation to you and I, because He has separated us from all unbelief in the foreign doctrines and has put us out here on a limb, so to speak, on a revelation, God is here. I may not feel Him. I may not see Him. But God's Word said He's here. I believe He's here. I know He's here as far as I'm concerned. That's my faith. That's my stand. And that's true worship. Amen. So we're told of what? Nothing else would declare it but faith. And basically faith that is true is in other words this is true up to the point of fulfillment in other words after the resurrection takes place if you're not a part of it you won't see it you won't know nothing about it until two prophets show up they start dropping bombs on us you start running to the caves and you thought well I thought this was supposed was to be a rapture and a voice says to you well it was that's what Brother Gregory preached, but I didn't believe it. Well, something like that couldn't happen without me knowing it. It's happened for the last 60 years, and we don't know too much about it. Because as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the presence of the Son of Man. That's Scripture. The presence is there. Jesus said it, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. In other words, it's not going to be trumpets. It's not going to be a glorified, uh, glowing Jesus come back and all the angels harping. It's not going to be that way. It's going to be a spirit come, and a man is going to preach to you the presence of God, point you to the scripture. Now, only God the word can get you to where you want to go. I cannot get you there. The church cannot get you there. Organization will never get you there. No preacher, not even a prophet, can get you there. You and faith in God's word is the only thing that will get you there. Now we either believe it or we don't. It comes down to the choice. I've kept on till too long this morning. Watch. I put a little piece of paper and I put a dot. I put that dot there, and I put 121.40. That's where I arrived on this earth. That's my birth date. The departure over here is still a question mark because I'm still here, and I don't know the date that I'm going to leave. Between this dot and this dot is my life. What I do between one dot to the other dot is all I have all I will be and all I left behind the decisions you make from dot to dot determines where you'll spend eternity if that's not legalism that's not laws that's not being super spiritual that nobody can get along with you that's simply being open to the Word of God and trusting God's Word to get you there you feed on God's Word you pray God's Word you confess God's word and you preach God's word that he's here to anyone that will listen and if they're baptized they will be saved and if they won't they won't be so if I fulfill March 16 this morning what will I do I will preach the gospel that Jesus Christ the same yesterday and forever is here he has fulfilled his scripture now if you will accept the gospel be baptized in his name repenting of your sins water baptism for of your sins you shall be initiated into the kingdom of God and be a part of his kingdom that's the gospel that's the Bible and that's the plan of salvation let's stand this morning hope it wasn't too boring because we want to continue on it I've taught it over and over for years some of the young people hasn't heard it taught yet but next week we want to establish this word presence and shows you that it goes from different individuals even the Satan himself has a perusia of Satan that God destroys with the brightness of his coming second coming in other words Satan himself will actually be present here as the Antichrist and according to Revelation 19 we will come back with Jesus as his armies and destroy the nation's and the kingdoms that are here now that has rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ that are present. So am I looking for the rapture? I'm looking for the resurrection of the sleeping saints. I am confessing that he is here doing it. I'm confessing and preaching the gospel that he's here, and if you accept the gospel and the vindicated message of this hour, you'll be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Preach the gospel to every creature. Those that believe that I'm here, I will save. Those that don't believe I'm here will come under condemnation. We're at the point now of entering to the presence of God or staying outside of the presence. Accepting Him or rejecting Him. That's just how simple it is. It will get so indifferent that the Spirit of God will absolutely... Be removed from every person except those who have a revelation of the word of God. Period. So all of this uh, on TV or watch it, this is supernatural. Every person has went to heaven. I seen five men last week that went to heaven. Every one of them saw Jesus. Every one of them described Jesus different. It's funny to me that. Men can go to heaven. They all see Jesus and they all come back and tell me. Jesus is a different. They all tell me now that Jesus is coming and there's going to be a great revival. Because Jesus told me to come back and tell everybody he's coming. There's great revival coming. Signs, miracle, I wonder. If I pray for you, sound the trumpet, both the trumpet, play the tambourine, whatever they got is a sign. Then basically it'll show up. Those men are absolutely deceived. They're fulfilling Malachi uh, Matthew twenty four twenty four the false Christ and false anointing in time saying come out here in the desert come over here I'm anointed I'm anointed I'm anointed He said don't go out because why it's not there the message has already been fulfilled so we see all this deception online we won't fall for a bit of it they're all rejoicing they're all shouting they're all praising God the presence of God is not even there so who are they worshiping? According to a vindicated prophet according to scripture second Thessalonians they're worshiping Satan who has come as a minister of light or the gospel and all of his preachers has transformed themselves into ministers of light and they're worshiping the devil thinking they're worshiping God through the misinterpretation of the word we are a privileged people this morning to be able to sit in the presence or have access to the revealed Word of God that brings us life brings us res- revelation and will produce a resurrection and a body change all we have to do is only believe all things are possible if we can only believe let's sing that song would you only believe amen let me believe that this morning oh.